Christian Broadcasting. Wake up, Bahamas, to this good morning and put on your thinking caps for Think on These Things with Senior Pastor Teacher of Calvary Bible Church, Alan Lee. Good morning. I invite you to think with me this morning on the passage, Genesis chapter 6 and verse 3. Hear now as I quote the word of God. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, because he also is flesh. Nevertheless, his days shall be 120 years. End of quoting the word of God. God the Father, Yahweh, Elohim, calls the Holy Spirit, my spirit. Once again, indicating the deity of the Holy Spirit. He is the spirit who is a part of the triunity of the Godhead. Now the context in which this designation is mentioned is one of the most interesting and perplexing in the Bible, but it provides us with a vital ministry of the Holy Spirit nonetheless. It moves us from the creation of man in Genesis 2 to the condemnation of man in Genesis 6. Nothing is said of the Holy Spirit from that time to this. One wonders if this may not be the reason why man now finds himself in the awful position of being wiped off the face of the earth because of sin. In other words, without the active presence of the Holy Spirit, man degenerates into gross immorality. And that is seen between chapters 2 and 6 of the book of Genesis. However, notice that the moral conditions did not worsen on earth because the population increased, as some would like to propose. No, conditions worsened on earth because of what those described as the sons of God did too, and with those who are described as the daughters of men, and that they spent all of their time actually thinking up more wickedness. It was the immoral actions of individuals that caused the unrestrained outbreak of immorality, not the increase in population, although, of course, it did increase the potential and opportunity for immorality and for sin. The text says that Yahweh was sorry that he had made man. The next phrase explains what it means. Quote, he was grieved in his heart. God the Father, my friend, is always grieved when we sin but so is the Holy Spirit. That's why Paul commands us not to grieve the Holy Spirit by whom we are sealed unto the day of redemption. He's speaking, of course, to believers. This helps us to understand our text in Genesis 6 a little better. In Ephesians, the reference is to the presence of the Holy Spirit within the believer. Sin on the part of the believer brings grief or sorrow to the indwelling resident of man's being, the Holy Spirit, which includes, of course, his body, which the Bible says is the temple of the Holy Spirit. In the case of the Genesis context, a newly created cosmos, God, in fact, the triune God, dwells in the midst of his creation. He's also grieved when his creatures sin. In fact, this sin was so great and so continual that God was grieved that he had ever made man, and for that matter, all the other things, animals and plant life, that he had made for the benefit of man. Now, in this context, is the Holy Spirit is mentioned. He says, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, because he also is flesh. Nevertheless, his days shall be one hundred and twenty years. The reasons for this decision is stated in the previous verses, and I read now Genesis 6, verses 1 and 2. 
Now it came about when men began to multiply on the face of the land, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves, whomever they chose. The Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, because he also is flesh. Then nevertheless, his days shall be one hundred and twenty years. End of quote. Now, the identity of these sons of God is one of the Bible's most problematic questions. Suffice to say, for now, there are three major views given as to their identity. I happen to opt for fourth that is not so widely held or discussed. The first view is that the sons of God are men from the godly line of Seth, who married women from the ungodly line of Cain. Thus, the sin involved is not that of an unequal yoke, Believers with unbelievers of the godly with the ungodly. Let me repeat that. This view says that the sin involved is that of an unequal yoke. Believers with unbelievers, the godly with the ungodly. A second view is that the sons of God are fallen angels who, after assuming human form, seduced human women and so produced offspring of giants or monsters. The premise here is that the demons themselves became, or at least, took on the appearance of human males, not that they inhabited other human bodies. Thus, their sin was that of intermarriage between angels and human beings, two vastly different created beings as far as the natures were concerned. Their offspring, it is said, according to this view, generated much of the Greek myths of half-gods and half-humans, such as Hercules, who is so popular on TV. Both of these views see what happened as an attempt on the part of Satan to corrupt the human race and so taint the line through which the Messiah was promised to come. The third view is that the sons of God are despot kings or rulers who committed the sin of polygamy with any women they chose. Sons of God or the sons of the gods, as the phrase may be legitimately translated, was a name given to such tyrants in that day. The daughters of men were ordinary women whom they took for themselves at will. Their offspring became men of renown and were themselves also called the sons of the gods. I take a mediating view between views two and three. I believe that the position that takes into account all the problems in the passage is that fallen angels possess the male members of the Nephilim race of giants who in turn under the influence of the demonic possessors, intermarried with ordinary women. Now we will complete our thoughts on this issue or this subject next time, because for now our time is gone. But until then, I want to remind you that God the Spirit is still alive, working to bring us to Christ. As always, this is Pastor Lee saying, Sila, think and act on these things. Your one source and leading provider for total business solutions in the Bahamas is ready to provide you with sales and service with a capital S. For 65 years, the Armory Company has remained on the cutting edge of technology in Nassau and Grand Bahama while partnering with technological giants like IBM, HP, Canon, Kyocera, Diebold, and Pitney Bowes. Factory trained technicians ensure that we service what we sell is a slogan set with truth and confidence. At the Armory Company, you'll find surveillance, counterfeit detection, and point-of-sale systems, business equipment, and office furniture. The Armory Advantage.
Multi-discount furniture and rooms to go Montrose Avenue has the largest selection of household furnishings, baby furniture, appliances, and linens in the Bahamas. Dining room sets and dinettes, entertainment centers, TVs, desks, tables, and so much more. A wide variety of drapes, rugs, and linens too. Very economical refrigerators, freezers, washers, dryers, microwaves, stoves, and gas and electric. Save up to 30% and more every day. Free delivery in Nassau and to our Family Island customers to the vote of your choice. Multi-discount furniture and appliances and rooms to go Montrose Avenue, Nassau. Palmdale Vision Center is celebrating its 15th anniversary during the month of August. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our valuable patients and customers who have supported us over the years. You have made us who we are today, and we would like to say thank you. So stop in and see us today. We're located north of Home Fabrics on Mount Royal Avenue, and our telephone number is 325-3585. Remember, we care for your vision as we would our own. That's Palmdale Vision Center. Don't miss the Kanaka event of 2009, hosted by the Evangelical Association of the Caribbean in partnership with the Jamaica Association of Evangelicals. Mark your calendar and attend Kanaka 2009 at the Jamaican Pegasus in Kingston, Jamaica, October 26th through the 29th. If you would like more information, you can go to www.caribbeanevangelical.org. You've been listening to Think on These Things with Senior Pastor Teacher Alan Lee on ECB, Excellence in Christian Broadcasting. We look forward to being back with you again this afternoon at 3 p.m. right here on 107.9 FM your inspiration station with programming designed especially for you and your family. So until then, continue to think on these things. May the Lord guide you and His love inspire you this day. Think on These Things is a production of ECB, the radio ministry of Calvary Bible Church. Excellence in Christian Broadcasting.